Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. Join family law attorney turned mediator, Lisa Kosky, for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now, your host, Lisa Kosky. Welcome, listeners. I'm your host, Lisa Kosky, and I am so thrilled to have Spruce Solutions. I have Heather and Terry here with me today. And this is so interesting. I met Heather at a cabbie show. We both like clothes, but we started talking and Heather was talking about a new business that she has that is helping people organize their lives. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need you. And then I thought, oh my God, my clients, my listeners, everybody, we're all about making divorce less scary, making it something that moves you forward in life. And I think about when I get things organized, which right now at my desk, they're not, it just brings me a sense of calm and it adds so much value to my life that I want my listeners to learn about this because it is a piece that can help bring them peace. I'm so excited. We're going to hear your story about how they're two teachers. I love that. And why are teachers always so organized? My sister-in-law, Joan, is thinking about doing this. She is the most amazing organizer I know. So Heather, Terry, welcome. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your information and your services with my audience. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. So who wants to tell me the story? You're both teachers. Did you work together teaching? Yeah, Heather, go ahead. We did. So not originally. So I am a high school teacher of biology and Terry is at the elementary level going back into third grade. And in our district, we have the word called peer leaders, where we step away from our classrooms and we work to support teachers through observations and reflective conversations through a process that we were trained in called cognitive coaching. My first year, Terry was still in the classroom. And then my second year, Terry came in and there's a new group of peer leaders that come in every year. And she joined the group. There are 20 of us in our district. And we were lucky enough that we shared three buildings and we clicked kind of instantly as friends and soon developed a collegial, you know, relationship along with a friendship where we kind of talked about everything, organization, life, you know, just dad, relationships, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Can you just tell me a little bit more about what is cognitive coaching? I mean, you talk about, I'm just so curious. Yeah. So cognitive coaching is conversations that you have. Look at our situation. It was with teachers, but it can be in any situation where you lead them through questions that lead to them reflecting. And through those questions, it can lead to problem solving. It can lead to like finding new ways to do things. So you're kind of guiding the conversation in a way that leads them to do the thinking and come to their own realizations through the questioning that you do. Sounds a little bit like mediation. If you guys ever want another career. Right? <laughs> it really does. It really does. Okay. So you guys liked each other, became friends. And how did this business, Spruce Solutions, how was it born? Yeah, I can take that. I think I had just, back in this past March, April, I had come off of a binge watch of the home edits on Netflix. 
And Terry and I had a lock plan that I went over to our house and that the home edit led me to, of course, the projects in my own home. Went over to walk and Terry was like, hey, do you do spring cleaning? I'm like, well, not really, but I do spring organizing. So we just were talking and, you know, just said, start an organizing business. And I think the light bulb went off and I have always felt like that would be a super fun thing for me to do. And part of it is, I think I've seen Terry, I didn't see her in her first home, but she had recently moved and I saw her transform the older home in St. Paul into a beautifully decorated, I mean, Terry has a great eye for design and she's painted cabinets and she put together a whole kitchen. And I've always just been impressed with just how her space looks. So I was like, I'm going to do this. She's going to be the person I'm going to do it with. So. One thing led to another, and here we are. You know, and it is, I think it truly is a gift. It is not my gift. You know, it's something that I do kind of struggle with. And here again, I'm going to say divorce can be an opportunity because now I have been married 30 years. However, sometimes I think if my husband wasn't in this house, it would be way more organized. (laughs) So let's take all the good things we can if we're going through a hard time and going through a divorce and go, hey, I'm in charge now. I get to reinvent my life. I get to put things where I want them. I get to feel the way I want to and have my space. So even though divorce is hard and of course we don't wish it on people, it often is an opportunity. And I know Your services would help people who are staying married, who are getting divorced, moving forward. Can you tell me about some of the projects and how do you, when you, like if a client comes to you and wants to get started, can you just kind of tell me what that looks like? Sure. So when a client contacts us and it might be through referrals from friends telling them, usually it goes through our website and there's a link to click to submit a request to say, hey, I'm interested in having your services, and then we contact them and set up one hour free consultation with them and where we go to their home or their space and see what it is that they are looking for. That's kind of the first step is, okay, what is it about this space that either you don't feel happy with right now? What are you visioning it to be like? What are things you like about it? What are things you don't like about it? Talking through those to kind of really get the client's needs down and get a feel for what their maybe organization is like and time or where they'd like to be. Well, you know, and I'm loving this because it's sounding like cognitive coaching. Because sometimes I feel like, just come in and tell me how to do it. Yeah. But you're not doing that. I love that you're being aware of their space, what their needs are, what their wants are, how it's going to work for them. Okay. So you've got, and then our consultation is a long free consultation. So you're really digging in. I feel like it usually takes a little longer than that. Than that. <laughs> well, it would at my house, ladies. <laughs> yeah. But it's a super important stage because like yeah. Heather, she has great camera skills. She will take a lot of photos that day as well. So we really have that imprint of what the space looks like when we're thinking of ideas. And it is also really important to fill out where are they at with organization? What might they maintain and what makes sense for us might not make sense for the client. So I think that step is really huge for us. Okay. So now tell me, like, do you have an array of services? I mean, I know when I was kind of talking to Heather, I'm like, 
my barn, my garage. <laughs> I mean, my junk drawer. What do the services look like? Yeah, it can be any of those spaces. We're working with a client currently who, even though we specialize in organization, we do have some design things as well. And she has a garage that needs the organization, but also has a downstairs space where she ended up feeling kind of stuck in what to do with. So we're going through and working on kind of a design proposal plan for her. But closets, playrooms, garages, anything, specialty spaces. It could be a studio. It could be organizing horse equipment or horse bar. We just did one that basically she had a pretty large home front entry that led to her back entry as well. And that space, we did that whole space, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it was a lot. And it went through drawers and organized like receipts and all these kind of things that were just, I think, causing kind of clutter in her mind, not Mm -hmm. having things organized. And we also did like an upstairs extra bedroom office for her, which I think created a space where then she could also like kind of move into, shift, put things that maybe currently just really didn't have a home. I think I would become addicted and kind of want you to move through different parts of the house. So when I'm hearing you talking about this, you sit down for the console, you want to know what the client's needs are. What are clients required besides that? Like, what do they need to do for you to get in and do your work? Great question. Heather, I'll go and take that. Yeah. All right. So yeah, what we do is depending on the client and what they have in their space, sometimes it's really having them go through their belongings and figuring out what are things that I want because I need to use them on a semi-regular basis. Like I need to have access to them. What are things that I want to keep because they have meaning to me, but I don't really need to see them on a daily basis? And then what things are things I can just let go of? And that's the one thing that we can't do for clients. And so we can help guide them if we actually, they want us to go through the item. Otherwise, we kind of give them that task from the time that we scheduled to be there. Based on their time frame. like when do you think you can go through this space and kind of make categories? Things that I want to keep to use, things that I want to keep, but I don't need to use them, and things that I want to get rid of or donate or purge or whatever that might look like. So when we leave, we kind of give them little signs where they can make categories in their house where they're going to put those items and kind of separate for us. And this is so interesting to me because that would be the hardest piece. And, you know, that's the thing that I always teach people, though, like you have to put the work in. You know what I mean? If you want to be fit, if you want to be healthy, whatever it is you're doing, yeah, you could have the two of you come in and throw out, but then they'd lose things that they maybe do. But yeah, you, you could have someone do that, but that's not really the healing part of the journey. And I feel like that piece is so hard and so healing. Yep. I think where a lot of clients are stuck in because it's either overwhelming or they don't know what to do with it. But we have heard from the people that we have worked with. It's just the fact that they took that first step and they're there and now they have a timeline kind of with people who are holding them not accountable in a bad way, but like, okay, if the next steps are going to happen, this has to happen first. We wanted to, when we left that consultation, leave that with something physical because 
you know, a lot of times if you say, oh, go do this, it's just, you know, a thought. And so that's why we just made up a little guideline of our signs to use, keep to save in your purge pile. And every place we've gone, we've seen those little signs and they have used those and it's been helpful. So it's been, it's been good. Such a great idea because I feel like I work to do that. You know, I want it to be organized because I know how good it feels. I feel like just ripping the bandaid off and just really going full throttle in to do it because I feel like I'll do pieces, you know, pieces of it and all the time. I'm always hauling stuff to Goodwill, but I'm not really like the home. I'm not really taking everything out and looking at it because it does overwhelm me. Yeah. So I think that you being there, kind of holding people's hands yeah. is really going to be amazing and helpful. So as I, I mean, I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, go, go. I want to hear. I have been with children's spaces, playrooms and that kind of thing. And surprisingly, the kids are better that we've seen so far are better at getting, of saying, yeah, I don't play with that. I don't need it. than the moms <laughs> who are more like, Ooh, you know, I don't get a little mental piece. Like I remember them playing with that or I remember I gave that to them as a Christmas gift and it's hard for them to let go of that. But they have done such an amazing job. I'm so impressed with the people we've worked with and how great they are at actually doing that step of, okay, I'm really going to look at my things now and separate and are able to find that they can get rid of things and let go of things that they no longer really use or that really mean much to them. Well, and so is that kind of your advice for people who are going through their things? It's just kind of like, it doesn't really mean that much. I always have trouble with things that someone gave me. My house is littered. I can't get rid of that. My mom gave me that sign or my kid made that. And then it just becomes like, it kind of, you know, the house of junk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think that's an excellent point and something that I have used is, you know, if you even close, it could be anything. If you put it somewhere in a pile, in that Goodwill pile or wherever you're going to donate it or take it, but don't take it right away. Just leave it there. If it sits there for six, eight, nine months, a year, if you have space to do that and don't miss it, you haven't thought about it, you don't need it, you're probably not going to, but it is harder with sentimental I know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And darling, I have things that have been packed away for five years. <laughs> you think it's time, perhaps? You know? If you haven't missed it, yes. <laughs> and you know what I did find too? So now I have a grandson and it is fun that I have a few. I even have like a dollhouse of mine. And that is fun to have it in a box. Yeah. And when he comes, I pull it upstairs. Like, yes, yeah, some of it is fun to keep, but I don't have to keep all of it. Yeah. yeah. Or you can keep those memory boxes of things that are, you know, meaningful to you that is like, yeah, I want to have this still someday, even though I may not use it. So it's okay to have some bin memory boxes that still are there, but you can find a place for them that you don't need to see them and have them clutter up the other things that you do get to every day. And maybe not hundreds of them like I have. <laughs> <laughs> and I think too, like, <laughs> yeah. sorry, I don't mean to bring myself into this. So can I ask, how long does it usually take when you're working? I mean, I'm sure it depends. That's part of that piece before we actually go in. There, after the in-home consultation, we do come up with like a project proposal because, you know, really they're not committed 
after that consultation, we come in, see their space. We come up with the hours that we think it's going to take us to do the organization. Sometimes it involves, we have a handyman that we work with. His name is Mike Legal. He's actually a teacher and a peer leader as well. He has been awesome to work with. He has, you know, hung some floating shelves. He attached um, furniture to walls, anything, built a closet shelf for us that we needed. So we'll consider our hours, his hours, and then the product costs, what we think it's going to take, bins and boxes and storage things, and then present that to the client. And we've gotten pretty good at guesstimating how long it's going to take to organize anywhere from a couple days, 10 hours. Another was eight. We have one coming up that we're estimating to be about six. So it really just depends. But that project proposal is important because we want to make sure the client is okay with what the bottom line is going to be. Right. So important so that they know that just like I work with Flassies, it's nice to know this is what I'm going to spend. So we don't know how long they're anyone's project is going to take until you come in and do the consultation. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That is a question we ask when we meet with them is like, what is kind of your budget? And because some people, you know, there's different products from high end type of products to buy too. I mean, we found great products all over the place, but at big price range differences, right? Kind of getting that gauge, what's the look that you want and kind of talk about budget. And then we kind of go from there to figure out what we might use for their space. Okay, now the big question that I have, once you go in, like I'll organize my junk drawer and then poof, and like three weeks, it looks just like the same mess it was before, right? How do people keep it organized? We'll see. We're so new at this that I'm not sure how they're all doing right now. (laughs) We have a maintenance kind of tip sheet that we use and that will tailor to the space that we just did. So depending on what it is that we did for them and maybe knowing what were some things that we saw that may be kind of hindrances for them. What is it we know that kind of gets them into trouble with their organization and focus their maintenance on that. We also offer maintenance like check-ins. So we come in once a month, kind of like maintenance your space that we just did. We know how we organized it. We know how it should look or what we kind of did. And kind of just straighten it up, almost like you would have a house cleaner that might come in right. once a month or every couple of weeks to kind of just do that little check-in and get them back on track. Well, and you know, that's so interesting that you say that because sometimes I feel like my house can be dirty, but if it's organized, it looks amazing, even if it's dirty. Yep. You know, so yeah. maybe it's kind of a new thing that could take the place of house cleaning. Like, I'll run the vacuum, you organize the stuff. Yeah. Well, because when you're organized, it eventually does save you time on a lot of other things that you have going on in your life. I mean, it saves you time like physically that way, but it's like what I think about is my head space, the clarity, the calmness, the peace of knowing that it's so. And in fact, when I get off this call, I'm going to organize my desk (laughs) as best I can with the tools that I have. (laughs) I love that. Hey. I just wanted to pop in here quick before the saddle up segment and this whole thing winds down. And I want to tell you about my parenting plan online course. It is for you if you are terrified that divorce is going to 
ruin your children. I'm here to assure you that you can co-parent really well together. And I have an online course that is going to walk you through a parenting plan. You will have a piece of your divorce done. If you want to work with a mediator, you can bring the paperwork in and that portion is complete. It's easy, affordable, quick, and effective. And it will be part of your divorce paperwork if you'd like it to, or you can just use it to co-parent well with another parent. It goes over all the things that you may not be thinking of when you're in the midst of an emotional time like divorce. So please go to lisakoski.com, check on my online courses, and sign up for the Parenting Plan course now because when parents work together, they can mitigate the damages caused by divorce to their children. So I so appreciate you guys being here and I cannot believe we are already kind of getting to the end. And so at the end of my podcast, I have always the saddle up segment where I ask my guests to share a tip, a tool, something that people can do right now to move forward to a better life. Awesome. So I will give my one tip would be to create a kind of goal, like a goal setting sheet or like a vision board. Where do you see, what would you like to see happen? And make it a short-term, like a short-term goal and maybe a longer-term goal. What do you want to see happen in the next month? What do you envision life looking like in the next year? What would you hope that looks like? So I think just seeing it and envisioning it and writing it down is a huge step. Very good. Yeah, that I love that. I love the vision board idea. I just have been thinking about that just even for my life, but for organization, such a great idea. Heather, did you actually have a little something too? I do. I think you mentioned like your junk drawer. I would encourage people if they do want to become more organized, just pick one space, start small, go buy something that makes you happy. It might be a bin. It might be a cute little pot with a flower in it, whatever it is to make a small space, whatever it is to make you happy, I would do that. So start small, you can do it. And once you get on that track, I know one client that we work with, she sent us a picture. We had done a playroom space and she was so inspired that she tackled her closet and did it on her own and bought new things. And I mean, that just warmed my heart. Cause oh, I, you know, yeah. Yeah. And then next person, we did a playroom space as well. And then she went and tackled her linen closet afterwards because she got inspired. I think because they felt so good at how it felt to them to have a space organized. So start small. Amen. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. So we're going to have your information in the show notes. And I kind of want to get your your handyman too, his information. But if you can tell me, how can people get in touch with you if they want to do this? Yes. So we have our website, which is sprucesolutionsmn.com. And right on there, there is a tab where you can click for a free in-home consultation and it has a little form to fill out. Then it comes right to us in our email and then we respond right away and kind of go from there with our process with the consultation, the project proposal, and then, you know, start if everything's good to go, start looking at dates to put on the calendar and go from there. 
Wonderful. Yeah, our phone numbers and links to our Facebook page and Instagram page too, which would help them just see some more of the projects before yeah. and afters that we've done. Yep. I was going to ask. So we will have links to all of those in the show notes. So people go find them, Heather and Terry. It really has been so fun to get to know you better. I need you in my life. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully we can figure something out. You know, I'm trying to get a community together to pass on information to my clients as they're going through a divorce to life beyond it. I would like to include your information to help people, you know, start but a new life. It is a time where people are having to think about how am I going to do this differently and downsizing and things. So this is like a great way to maybe help in that. I agree. I agree. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter. 